Over the Ledge is brought to you by the Texas Tribune Festival. The annual Texas Tribune Festival is one of the nation's largest celebrations of politics, policy, and ideas, and this year will take place virtually throughout the month of September. Learn more and get tickets at festival.texastribune.org. Welcome to Over the Ledge Live, the podcast, the number one and some say only political satire show based solely on the Texas legislature. Over the Ledge gives you a behind the scenes look at the shenanigans of the Texas legislature by decoding political headlines and legislators behavior into easy to understand mom jokes. We're just as funny, but not as famous yet. Let's meet our guest tonight. Woo! Vanessa Gonzalez, yay! Vanessa Gonzalez has started, started improv, sketch, and stand-up comedy in Austin, Texas. She was voted best stand-up comic in the Austin Chronicle before her move to Los Angeles in 2018. She was one of the new faces of the 2000, 2017 Just for Last Festival in Montreal and has been featured on True, TV, True TV's Laugh Mobs, Laugh Tracks, HBO Latinos Entrenos, and has a half-hour Comedy Central stand-up presents special. Vulture named her one of their comedians you should and will know in 2019. And she made her late-night debut on A Little Late with Lily Singh on NBC earlier this year. And she's here with Hi. us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It, I was like, oh, you're just going to say say the whole thing. That was nice. <laughs> yes. Thank you. We're going to brag. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Our other guest comedian will be Aaron Salinas, hailing from the crown jewel hidden in the mesquite trees, Kingsville, Texas. Aaron Salinas is an award-winning actor, writer, and director. He enjoys working on his movie podcast, Shame Watch with his friends and petting dogs once the opportunity arises. Please welcome Aaron Salinas. Hey guys. Big hand, big hand. Good news, I'm finally taking my lactose intolerance seriously and my body is grateful, so. Feeling a lot better. That's great. Thank you. That's really wonderful. It really is. (laughs) And tonight our special guest is Joe Moody a native and representative of El Paso. He's a speaker pro tempore for the Texas House of Representatives. He has dedicated his life to public service, serving first as a lawyer for his community and then a representative continually from 2013. He is passionate specifically about criminal justice reform and he has pursued ways to make Texas a better place to live for all. Welcome. Yay. Yay! Yay! Don't look too excited. (laughs) There we go. Very chill. (laughs) And finally, we have the creator and the ruler of the Over the Ledge Empire. Who needs no introduction? Stephanie Freedom (laughs) Chiarello. Oh, what? For me? It's almost as if I created this whole thing just for myself. (laughs) Awesome. I'm super excited to be here today. I don't know if y'all know that this is the last podcast of season one. 
What does that mean? Is it like a two-week break, a two-month break? A... <laughs> yeah, we've heard that before. I'm so glad you asked. It actually means about a three-month break. Wowza! We're gonna, but we're not really stopping our work. We're going to go onto TV, also known as YouTube videos. <laughs> yes, we're launching our own web series to prepare you for the election. So we'll have our first web series through December. Um, so no tears, no tears, because there'll be more. <laughs> Just cheers. That's good. I was gonna think like if you're discontinuing for the next three months. There's a couple things going on that you might want to. <laughs> like now is now the wrong time like, to just stop talking about the it. Wrong time to disconnect. <laughs> Look, I need a vacation when I need a vacation. Okay, it doesn't matter what else Look, is going on. Take my time up. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about what's been going on in Texas the last two weeks. I'll get started. <laughs> <laughs> Texas has averaged, thank you. Oh, we're also trying out sound effects today. So if you're watching on Facebook, comment on which ones you like. And I don't want to hear from you if you don't like them. Okay, seriously, guys. Texas has averaged more than 200 deaths from coronavirus every day for the past three weeks. Yet Texas State Universities are still resuming classes this month, making students and staff alike feel like guinea pigs. It probably doesn't help that all campus water fountains have been removed for sanitary reasons, forcing students to bring their own water bottles and hang them from the ceilings. Okay, that's cool. All right, okay. Oh, wow. I was thinking laughs. Okay. <laughs> now that colleges have brought students back to campuses, crabs are the second most likely disease that starts with a C that they might catch. <laughs> all right good all right now when asked why it's so important for college students to get back on campus in person governor abbott said it's important students have access to higher learning in person to practice their abcs always be communicating diseases i'm sorry they're abcds <laughs> oh god i know <laughs> A federal judge has prevented a Houston area school district from enforcing a dress code policy that male students must keep their hair ear length or shorter, which among other things is discriminatory against dreadlocks. Billy, the, oh man, Billy Ray Cyrus also breathed a big sign of relief that the resurgence of mullets would go unimpeded, finally restoring his cultural relevance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to do like an A and B version of some jokes, okay? Because I just so much. So here's the second joke. You can't go wrong, you can't go wrong with mullet jokes. Yeah. No. You can't go wrong. I bet you had a mullet, didn't you, speaker? <laughs> it had a perm. I bet it had a perm. Oh, you told me that we were, you told me specifically that we weren't going to get into <laughs> oh, that. I'm, so, okay, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, you we'll, like we'll, a real tight perm, too. That, that's a look, speaker. Oh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> I wish I had any hair left. <laughs> okay, second joke, same topic. The Barbers Hill Independent School District. That's funny, it's Barbers Hill. It's about hair. Okay. <laughs> Dress code policy that banned dreadlocks was deemed discriminatory by a federal court because it impacts black students more than white students. Not yet challenged in court yet is the school district's new mask policy, which insists they be white and pointy. 
<laughs> oh, I did. I did. Okay, now we're going to talk about Confederate monuments. We've got, again, three choices for jokes here, so let me know which one you like the best. A. I think it's a Confederate mullet. <laughs> you already did that joke. Yeah. <laughs> What if you name your mullets like the, <laughs> the, the Robert E. Lee? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> In response to Texas Democratic state senators requesting the removal of Confederate monuments from the Texas state capitol, Republican Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick said that Texas Democrats need to, quote, openly examine the role Democrats have played in our state's history on this issue. Unfortunately, when asked to comment, the conservative Democratic senators responsible for many racist policies in Texas had already switched to the Republican Party soon after the Voting Rights Act of 1965 was passed or were dead. Okay, option B. <laughs> Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick blames Democrats for the presence of Confederate monuments at the Capitol, a historic technicality since conservative Southern Democrats Switch to the Republican Party. Oh, I already read that one. <laughs> Everything's fine. Okay. <clears throat> totally, totally new topic. Texas, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they had the same setup. It's actually a different joke. It's cool. Okay. The Texas Legislative Black Caucus has introduced the George Floyd Act, banning chokeholds and limiting police use of force. This bill will have to garner Governor Abbott's support in order to become law which is about as likely as McDonald's admitting the spicy chicken McNugget is actually a spicy guinea pig McNugget. Uh, <laughs> but real talk, how exciting is that that McDonald's is releasing a spicy nugget? Like, mm -hmm. oof, just roller coaster of emotions this 2020. <laughs> I, and I think they're lactose free. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Joke took a hard turn. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Governor Greg <laughs> Abbott wants to freeze property tax revenues from cities like Austin that cut police budgets. And we say kudos, the state telling cities what to do is just another fine example of small government at work. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, and finally, this is a long setup. Oh, I get it. Okay, but it's worth it. I want you to know this one's worth it. I'm going to skip some jokes here. Oh, I said the pointy one. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Okay, follow this because it's worth it. You need to know this. Dr. Steve Hotsu, who is Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick's BFS, is suing the Texas Secretary of State Ruth Hughes over Governor Abbott's declaration to extend early voting by one week. The lawsuit claims that, quote, the move is a draconian order that is contrary to the Texas spirit and invades the liberties the people of Texas protected in the Constitution. This is the same man who left a voicemail for the governor's chief of staff saying he wanted rioters to be killed. And I quote, this is not a joke. If any of these SOB people start rioting like they have in Dallas, start tearing down businesses, shoot to kill the SOBs. That's the only way you restore order. Kill them. Thank you. So, like, I'm not a constitutional scholar, but if killing people for rioting is cool, but an extra week of early voting during a pandemic is not, like, 
I don't have a joke. Like, I'm just not cool. I don't, I don't know what our liberties, I don't, I don't know what anything means anymore. The world is on fire. You had me at draconian. Yeah. Like it's, it's killing people. Not draconian. Do I not understand what draconian means? Really end with thank you. Is that a legit? (laughs) It is legit. And he's so proud of this voicemail he put it up on his own facebook page the tribune has it up too thank you kill the sons of bitches thank you so much can i bring you a pie like when your waiter at olive garden brings you more breadsticks thank you that's that's how you say to that you don't say it after killing people (laughs) wow i just i don't know what's going on okay so just want to remind you Register and get your vote by mail apps by October 5th because early voting starts October 13th. And that's what I got, guys. Thank you. All right. Cue the clapping, Mariah. I want the (laughs) clapping. Stephanie, that was hilarious for some people. (laughs) (laughs) I got to laugh. I didn't write this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, audience, let me tell you how this podcast works. Our two guest comedians, Aaron Salinas and Vanessa Gonzalez, are competing against each other for the coveted Most Knowledgeable Comedian in Austin Award. This award is given to the comedian who knows the most about Texas politics, according to the outcome of the games on this show. Stephanie, please change your background and show the award. I have it right here in person. Stunning. Is that chocolate? Yes, yes. Your dark chocolate. Man. I <laughs> just started this lactose intolerance thing, Stephanie. <laughs> oh, God. Well, this is just um, gluten-free gold. <laughs> so, Whoever wins also gets a pic- picture of themselves with the special guest, Speaker Joe Moody. Speaker Moody will post this on this on social media the picture and the announcement that the winning comedian is the most knowledgeable comedian in Austin. Did we ask the speaker if that was okay with him? <laughs> I, did, I did not. <laughs> I knew I was forgetting something. I'll say this, Aaron, Vanessa, I know a lot and there's a private chat in this function. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Please give me answers because I don't know anything. Is this, we can't swear, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know shit. So please, please chat me, Joe. Yeah, I'm not above cheating for winning. So I I don't mind. I have a theater degree and we met now. Girls, not once did we talk about Texas. So. <laughs> Theater degree in public school. This is going to be a shit Here show. Here we go. <laughs> um, we're adding a special element to this episode. The comedians can ask our special guests for help a total of three times a piece between the two games they play. So you don't even have to cheat. It's in the rules. Okay. Yeah. We it's put in the it rules. In. <laughs> yeah. In my, it's in my major. <laughs> Joe, speaker, please feel free to jump in anytime if you know you want to um, help out any anywhere, or if any of your children want to join in. 
<laughs> they they probably right. know more than I do. So <laughs> <laughs> they're eligible for the trophy yeah. too. Um, <laughs> okay, let's play. Thou shall not pass. Texan Criminal Justice Edition. In this twist on the classic game show, $25,000 Pyramid, we're playing Say What? One person will receive a list of words via Zoom private chat, and the other must guess what the topic is based on the list. They have 15 seconds to guess what the topic is. Whoever gets the most guesses within the span of the game wins. Uh. Or... Or we fail to update the script, and we're actually just going to play a multiple choice game. Oh, thank God. <laughs> All that was a lot thou of shall not pass. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> so, uh, Speaker Moody is a major proponent of criminal justice reform. So, these are multiple choice questions based on criminal justice in Texas. Got it. Okay. okay. And we're going to start with Vanessa because you're the special guest. Oh, no. And remember that you can ask uh, Joe, Joe, can we call you Joe or do you want speaker or almost noble uh, one? You specifically have to address me through all formal titles. Everybody else can do, everybody else can do Joe. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, speaker. That's just keeping with the way we've always worked. It's just, that's just consistent. It is, and I want to keep our dynamics strong. I do. <laughs> it's been there for Thank you. Is my head lower? I can't quite tell. Oh, you're good. I know I've got to keep it a little okay. Um, and so remember, you can look to the speaker. He might chat you. Let's see what's going on. This is a softball, Vanessa. There are only two choices. What are the and it's a fill in the blank. I like. What are the two main types of criminal offenses in Texas? What what, what are the choices? I fill it in. Okay. So Sorry, not multiple. Okay, not multiple choice. I'm gonna say um, stealing from HEB because <laughs> I do that all the okay. time. <laughs> Report me, Professor Governor Joe. And <laughs> the second one I have to say um, is. I don't know, speeding. <laughs> I want to say that you're right, that stealing and speeding are the two main types, but it's a misdemeanor and a felony. Oh. I was going. Two points. Going. Can, I, oh. can I interject here that stealing can be both a misdemeanor and a felony, and so depending on the amount of stuff she steals from HEB, I think she's correct. I'm just oh. saying. And speeding's a misdemeanor because uh, – yeah, she got it. Thank I think you. Yeah. <laughs> she was more specific in all details. You know what? I'm going to turn to our uh, point captain, Amy. It's your decision. Two points. Woo! Okay. <laughs> she got it. All right, Aaron. This one is multiple choice. Which is the more serious misdemeanor? Class A, Class B, Class C, or Class F? Yeah, I feel like this is a trick because F's are bad and higher higher statute of a misdemeanor is bad. So I'd want to say F, but I think it's like role reversed, kind of. Like A, you got a bad misdemeanor. So I'm going to say class A. 
Oh, oh, you got it. it. Class A is the most serious misdemeanor. That, that was good. Mm-hmm. Class That's some A good reasoning. Yeah. yeah. See. Yeah, that theater degree is working for you. Hey, <laughs> most of us do have misdemeanors. Yeah. So. <laughs> you win up to three hundred sixty-five days in jail and/or four thousand oh, dollars fine. Damn. Look at that. Okay, bonus points to the speaker. Of I don't like that it's an and/or <laughs> right. situation. Can it just? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, Aaron? I'm sorry, Vanessa. <laughs> what is the maximum punishment for a class C misdemeanor? Is it a fine of no more than $500 and no jail time? A fine of no more than $2,500 and 60 days in jail? A fine of no more than $500 and one year probation? Or a warning, and if you offend again, you go straight to a class A misdemeanor. I'm gonna say <laughs> because you know I've gotten a lot of C's in my life, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say the last one. I just get a warning if I bat my pretty little eyes. <laughs> Well, I think you got off special because it is. Do you want to say, um, speaker? Do you know? Want to? It's a fine of no more than five hundred dollars and no jail time. Well, what, what, is it not true? Any criminal defense. Yeah, that's right. No, but you can't get jail time for class oh, okay. C's. What's yeah. a class but, C? Yeah, what's classy classy. (laughs) what's a classy misdemeanor i got a classy misdemeanor like i steal something but i'm in stacy adams like what's i'll tell you what's not a classy misdemeanor is um uh disorderly conduct Uh, (laughs) public and talk oh how do you know that sir (laughs) no i mean they can be there could be oh i could be dressed real fancy and be disorderly (laughs) <laughs> in fact that's what i'm the most <laughs> okay well staying on that trajectory aaron which of the following is a class D- c misdemeanor oh i just asked him though, and you didn't tell me <laughs> well there's a lot of them okay like seven thousand <laughs> uh, so this is just an example is it rioting animal cruelty, threatening violence to coerce a minor to join a gang, or public intoxication. Which of the following is a class C misdemeanor? First of all, B should be a felony if it's not. Um, C was so long and detailed, I kind of feel like it's that one. (laughs) That's good. But, That's good. <laughs> and also, I usually went with C on most of my multiple choice tests, but that hasn't helped me much. Um, I'm sorry, C really just took me a, a guess. I think I used that word right. What's D? D is public intoxication, or as you know it, last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I had a mask on. Um, I want to say C because it's so specific. It, you can ask C, Joe for help. You can ask Joe for help. I'm sorry, the speaker. You may ask the speaker. 
We've got a lot of we got a lot of questions though. Yeah. Okay, I'm just curious, uh, Mr. Speaker Joe, sir. Um, is it what what is C? Is C a C? Is C a class C misdemeanor? Because it's so specific. I actually know, and I don't know if that's why it's in here. I I helped write the amendment to that law in okay. 2009. Deep research for that one, maybe. Um, so no, that that actually we raised the penalty for that one. So it used to be a lesser grade. Now it's a higher grade misdemeanor. Um, so that's is, a misdemeanor. No, 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 no. It was it was a lower grade. We we raised it. Okay. Up. Uh, it is now a state and, jail uh, felony. No, no felony. Yeah. yeah. Good. And so uh, uh, the the answer is not that one. Is that the help <laughs> I can help? I, I have a very funny story. <laughs> yes, public intoxication. Okay. Class C misdemeanor. For your information, go ahead, speaker. We had a lady show when I was a prosecutor. We had a lady show up as a defendant on another case and she was intoxicated <laughs> and the judge, the judge tested her and she was like twice yeah. the legal limit and he goes ma'am he goes ma'am do you know the public intoxication is a crime she goes no 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 i drank yes. in my apartment <laughs> she was, i didn't drink in public. yeah she was facing a stressful day I can't argue with no, that. No, case closed. Let her go. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I drink at home. Okay, Vanessa, which option of the following is not a type of felony crime in Texas? So which one does not belong? Okay. A state jail felony, a third degree felony, a second degree felony a first degree felony, a master's degree felony, or a capital <laughs> felony? A master's degree felony. <laughs> all right, you caught me. You're right. The others are all real felonies. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> all right, I thought I could slip it in there with the, with the pacing, okay. Well, I don't know, I might have a cousin who's got a master's in felonies, yeah. so I don't like. <laughs> It takes like seven years to get it. <laughs> Not a doctorate at ten. Right. It's seven, you know? That's right. Got to write a dissertation. <laughs> okay. For the next three questions, you're going to have to give me an example of each type of felony. Okay. So I want an example of a state jail felony. Aaron, do you have any ideas? Okay, I'm sorry, I lied. Go back in time. I'm going to read the crime and you're going to tell me which kind of felony oh, it is. Okay. First degree, Dang second it. degree, third degree, <laughs> capital, master's degree, <laughs> jail. Okay, so I'm gonna start with improper educator-student relationship. Who, me? Aaron. <laughs> I'm sorry. Aaron. I believe it's Vanessa, Aaron. right? No, no, it's Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> it's Aaron. Okay. And so uh, you, have, you have first, second, third, fourth, capital, and state. Uh, and it's improper relations? Yes. 
So that means they could just have like some funny Facebook messages going on, right? Doesn't necessarily mean they held hands and did stuff. You know, I don't think. I I think it. I think you know it when you see it. Okay. <laughs> I I don't know. Like, I just play Pokemon with my teachers, so I don't know. Like, with I don't know. Don't agree. Because <laughs> he's from the border. Pokey. He's from the border, <laughs> like me. It's a fuzzy. <laughs> We're not totally sure. Yeah, um, we're not sure. <laughs> uh, let's say second sounds good. Hey, good job! It is a hey. second degree felony. Wow! <laughs> All right. Don't 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 think that was that a good game. <laughs> um. Side note, marijuana drug possession is also a second degree felony when you're dealing with 50 to 2,000 pounds. Oh, but less is fine. Right? You'll have to ask Personal the use. speaker. I oh, could have like have 45 any. pounds and be cool. Right. You're like, I could have like uh, eight ounces. You is that an eight ounce pound? <laughs> Okay. You're in California, uh, right? Yeah, I was. Now I'm in Austin. <laughs> oh, then you okay. can have even more. That's fine. Oh, wow. They don't have police anymore. <laughs> wow. That's what the conspiracy theorists are going to say. All this defunding the police is just so the potheads can finally relax. No, but here's the thing. They can always get, they can always get away with it. I know. Like... <laughs> They just have you break your pipe. That's it. <laughs> oh, really? So wasteful. <laughs> kind of mean. Okay, Vanessa, I'm going to read you a, a felony and you tell me what kind it is. Death resulting from aircraft hijacking. The crime? <laughs> that happens a lot in Texas. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have, I mean, I would say master's felony but <laughs> i'm gonna have to go you know if they just hijacked it it would be like fine but if death results then i think we're saying like a second degree felony almost because it's also aircraft hijacking it is a capital felony capital oh. yeah all the way up there, along with espionage, treason, and genocide. Oh, that's okay. So, that's fair. We have a genocide statue? According to the site I went to, yes. It was called Joe Moody Esquire <laughs> Advises. <laughs> <laughs> that's bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> Gotta update that website. <laughs> okay, back to Aaron. Final uh, one. This is going to be possessing or fraudulently using someone's identifying information. Well, I could never do this because not many people look like a giant four year old. So, <laughs> Jonathan. Um, true. Um, I think it's a little less than a BFA. So, I think. <laughs> Let's do. I feel like okay. The higher they get, the worse it is. I think right because it's like first, second, third, then capital, something like that. 
I think let's go with third. Okay. It's not that bad. It's just a state jail felony. Oh. The state jail is the lowest. And then it goes third, second, first, capital. That's not bad. Like, how long? Do we know? Like, is it like a are we like double digit months or still single digit? Like, what is it bad? Well, six months or something? I don't, I don't know. I don't that know. That wasn't on the website. That's right. Joe, if we could get that updated. Yeah. You got some, you got some uh, serious updates on this site, man. <laughs> okay. I'll, we'll put that in the show notes for sure. Okay. Finally, Vanessa. Oh. Yes. I hope, I hope this is 10. We're asking it. Vanessa, what kind of crime is it to enter into the United States without the approval of an immigration officer and I want to be sure you know this is a federal crime, not a state crime, but I'm including this anyway. Ooh, well, again, I'm from Laredo, Texas, and all of my friends and family do it mm. like a breeze, but <laughs> I don't want to put anyone on blast. But let me tell you, it's real easy to just say U.S. citizen and then walk across. Okay. <laughs> That's all. They take your word for it. It's wild. Um, okay, so number one, if, you, if you're if you caught drunk, you just say, no, 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 I was drinking at home. Right. <laughs> and two, U.S. citizens. US Got citizen. it. Okay. Um, yeah, no one cares. So I'm going to say it sh it's got to just be like a, a little like jail time, you know, not a big deal. Everyone's cool. We're all like cool. And, and everyone loves immigrants here, right? Totally. <laughs> everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Now, Every we have different ways of showing. Right. Say again, speaker. <laughs> I said, everyone here on this podcast, yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I do work with some folks oh. that don't. You know, I'd argue that they just show love in a different way. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of yeah. love language. Yeah. <laughs> love language. Pure like, hate. Like draconian <laughs> love. That's the draconian, draconian love. love. <laughs> okay, it's actually just a misdemeanor. Oh, you are good. correct. Oh, oh. Fines and no more than six months in prison. So. That's too much. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I was trying to put that in respect, you know, perspective with death resulting from aircraft hijacking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That and I also like um, jumping bail for a felony arrest tampering with evidence. Those are still like worse than immigration. Illegal immigrant. I mean, immigration. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Amy. How are we exactly. doing after game one? Well, actually, um, do we? So Vanessa had five questions, and Aaron had four. Can you? I do. I have a tiebreaker, Aaron. It's not really. No, no. It's not really. It's just he hasn't had five questions yet. Vanessa okay. is ahead, four to three. Dooming okay. me from the start. <laughs> Only because I love you in a different way oh yeah. and joe has a bonus point too Ooh, okay he's in the running too. okay what percentage of women are in prison here in texas for drug-related crimes you can give me a range from 
zero to a hundred. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> 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 I think it's somewhere between zero and a hundred. <laughs> Specifically for drugs? Just for drugs. I'll give you four answers. 78 percent, 29 percent, 33 percent, 12 percent. Okay. Um, I'm going to say 33 percent only because I feel like I get good numbers with numbers in succession, like three and three, like when they pair up like that. So we're just going to we're just going to go for it. 33. Good answer. Very close. It's it's 29. Ah, that's, I, yeah. I, my range was between 29 and 33. <laughs> that's pretty close. You're pretty so, close. Yeah, I think half a point. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get those numbers yeah. up, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. I'm disappointed at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vanessa is leading Aaron four to three and a half. Okay. And Joe has a bonus point. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay, now it's my favorite game. Amy, please talk us in. Okay, now I'm afraid to do it. All right, this is Tweet or Twasn't. Our special guest, Speaker Pro Tempore Joe Moody, who along with serving in the House of Representatives is a notorious tweeter. Stephanie will read a quote and the comedic guests will need to decide if it's an actual tweet from Speaker Moody or it twasn't. <laughs> Don't forget, look to him for help. Oh, there's some <laughs> bullshit up Look there. at his face. Let's <laughs> see what Hey, Aaron, you're coming from behind, so we'll give you court advantage. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Follow me on Twitter, Laughing Panda 5. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In a year that has brought so little joy, at Dunkin' Donuts is doing its best to make the world a little better. <laughs> Judging by his reaction, <laughs> it sounds like it wasn't the proudest tweet of his Twitter life. Don't worry, sir. I always post 3 a.m. depressing tweets, so it's fine if that was one of them. Um, I'm going to say a tweet. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to give us any backup information here, Speaker? Or does it speak? Oh, I think, yeah, I think the link, the, the link to that was the most important part. That they were releasing, they were releasing their pumpkin spice flavors early in the year. Like everyone wants to be done with 2020, so let's just let's get on. Let's get on. And pumpkin spice on. means we're almost to the end. Okay, great. Look, we know that. Saving grace of this year's PSL. Let's go. Okay, next. <laughs> and spicy Vanessa. nuggets. Vanessa. If they make pumpkin oh, spice nuggets, oh, put it in. Oh, dude, we have an Write it, make it a law, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Tweet or twasn't, Vanessa. I will be ending every conversation I have going forward in this manner. Case closed. <laughs> yes. I, that has to be a tweet because that's good. It is. <laughs> it is. Any, any background, sir? 
It's just, it's just a really funny Keenan Thompson sketch from yeah. SNL where he's like, he has like a fake gavel and he's like, tap, tap, tap. Hey, so he walks I don't know. I don't know why. Like I saw, I saw a gif of it or whatever. I saw it somewhere. And it was 10 o'clock at night, which is late for me. The parent of two children. I and, need to uh, follow you on Twitter. This is fire. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you got some good stuff, man. <laughs> okay, Aaron. <laughs> two for two on Twitter babies, man. That's good. Okay, Aaron. Going through some old boxes, found a ticket stub from Creed at the Socorro Entertainment Center from 1998. Not ashamed, arms wide open. <laughs> <laughs> With arms wide open. <laughs> I gotta say, he looks very proud up until the hashtags, which I don't know why. Those are great hashtags. Um, but he was like, hell yeah, I went to Crete. So I'm going to say tweet. It wasn't. I no! made it up. But he might have some more information for Damn. <laughs> no, no. Oh. I, I, I have some embarrassing musical taste, but that is not one of them. <laughs> Start, you, just, you just looked like you were listening to Arms Wide Open while she was saying that tweet. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, oh, right on. I, I just think that I could easily hashtag Arms Wide Open as a tweet. And get 500 retweets. That's right. Let's trend it. Let's get it trending. Okay. <laughs> get it trending in Austin and El Paso. <laughs> Okay, Vanessa. I have been to the Socorro Entertainment Center, but whatever. There is some truth in that tweet. I do my research when I make shit up. For content? I work in the legislature. You think I don't make it sound real? I feel like I need to hire, I feel like I need to hire you for some opposition research. Thank you. That is quite a compliment. Okay, is it to Aaron or Vanessa? Vanessa. It's Vanessa. Vanessa. Okay. It's budget day in the Texas house. That means it's Tupac tie day for me. It'll be a long day, but just want to encourage everyone to keep your head up. If I vote against your amendment, just know that I ain't mad at you, Tex Ledge. Oh, please tell me that's a tweet. Yes, tweet. <laughs> yep, it's a tweet. Yeah. I think it says it all in the tweet. I don't know if we need any more information. Hell yeah. Maybe the Tupac tie. I mean, I don't know if I can vote for you, but you got my vote after that. Yeah. Same. <laughs> okay. Depends on which felony you got. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Aaron. Still here. I'm thinking about which one I want to read. Okay. okay. Last night when I was putting Preston to bed, he said, I told them not to hurt you, Daddy. He looked at the closet, smiled at me creepily, and turned <laughs> off the light. Not sleeping, monster in closet. Okay, so I'm a little thrown off by his reaction because I don't think it was a tweet because you asked him earlier in the pod it, what the name of his son was, his children were. So I think you were trying to fill in that blank. So you're not throwing this one over <laughs> me. I'm going to say twasn't. 
but there are scary monsters that live in closets. I just want to say that. Or the You're White right. House. It wasn't. Yeah. I made it up. I made it up. Hell yeah. But I didn't I did know Preston's name. I just couldn't remember. <laughs> you just you just scared me about my own house. So <laughs> okay. Vanessa. Yes. In Japan. <laughs> in Japan, owls in. are said. To... <laughs> <laughs> was in. <laughs> What's so funny about the intro is, in my mind, I'm all like, like it could go either way. You don't even know. <laughs> okay. In Japan, owls are said to bring luck and can also help you to avoid misfortune. This one is bringing me coffee but hope it helps with the other stuff too. Happy New Year's 2019, text led. Oh, okay. I'm going to say tweet. He seems like he likes owls. <laughs> it is a tweet. It might have been a drunken Happy New Year's tweet. He doesn't seem to recognize it. You have a time on that? I don't, but I will re-look it up for you. I'm going to guess... January 1, 2019. No, but what time yeah, matters? What time? <laughs> the time. 1.13 a.m. El Paso time. <laughs> I mean, I have an owl coffee mug. Oh. I do not have an independent recollection of tweeting that tweet. <laughs> I got it on my honeymoon. When we went to San Francisco, they had Aww. a bunch of owl-shaped things, and they were supposed to bring you luck, and so I was starting out, you know, Thought I needed some luck. <laughs> we all need those now. <laughs> we do. Okay, I, Aaron. I gotta say, of all the personality traits, I wasn't gonna say owl liker, <laughs> but Vanessa hit it right on the head, man. Like I didn't know you were looking out for owl bugs. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Aaron. Mm -hmm. In my younger days, I was a bingo caller. Did you pull the old B four? before and after that was always a favorite of mine for some reason the players found it less funny than i did text led bingo so, so i hope it was a tweet and if it was a tweet i gotta ask how many security guards did y'all's bingo halls have because uh Weber Bingo and Corpus had six, and someone still got seven. <laughs> That's a rough bingo hall, I just want to say. And they gave some good cash prizes, too. It's real. So did you say tweet or twas an Aaron? I missed Tweet. It. I'm going to say a tweet. It is a tweet. <laughs> You're going deep. <laughs> I found the advanced search in Twitter. Do you know about it? Oh, no, God. I need that, please, apparently. You can search <laughs> keywords by ha uh, by user account. Who did you search? Al you and Bingo? Really <laughs> no, I, like, I, did, yeah. I did Japan and Joe Moody. He tweets about Japan all the time. Um, but I put in fun, you know, like game, football, funny, Stephanie. Tell you what, when you when you rise to the rank of bingo caller at the bingo hall, that's a big fucking deal. Like that's For real. real. Like you're not, yeah, you're not slinging nachos or pull tabs. Like you're you're you have people's like 
future in their hands. And that's, that's powerful. Like, yeah, my well like, respects you more than me, yeah. and I'm her grandson. Like, <laughs> I mean, people people hated you though. People hated you. Like they oh, would look at you. With yeah, such you disdain. need you need backup walking <laughs> in your car afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> To your point, we had one security guard and he was on the bingo call. <laughs> Dang. Okay, Amy, do I have two left? Each person has one? Um, actually, Aaron has had four questions and Vanessa's only had three. Okay, Vanessa. I can see why all the 13-year-old girls like Toby Regbo from CW's Reign. <laughs> He's a fine-looking man and I'm not embarrassed to say it. Hashtag Regbo. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, Governor Joe, Professor Dr. Moody. <laughs> That's a tweet. <laughs> okay. It's not a tweet. It's just what's in my heart right now. But thank you very much. <laughs> Stephanie's tweet. <laughs> mm, he's so delicious. Um, Toby Regbo. Oh. I'm talking about Toby. Okay. Oh. Okay, Aaron, last one. Got a case of the Mondays? Preston will show you the way to a better day. So pull up your pants, grab a cheese stick, and let's tackle the day. <laughs> First of all, much respect, sir, for eating cheese sticks for breakfast. I still do that. Um, but limited because of lactose intolerance. Um, True. I think it was a tweet because it seems like like a, a son-dad thing to just bring him breakfast and he walked out with the cheese stick and an owl mug. So <laughs> I'm going to say tweet. You are correct. It was a tweet. Yeah. It was a tweet. Okay, Vanessa, your last chance. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. Text Ledge special session. <laughs> what is going on in there? <laughs> if that's happening at the text ledge, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say twasn't. <laughs> It I wish it wasn't because that was that was the bathroom bill special oh, session, which man. was the most garbage special oh, session. Man. And I actually thought about that as I was flying back to Austin and I was like, this is insanity. And that song <laughs> kept playing over and over. That's awesome. <laughs> Make sure that the company's that is the the door of the, of the Texas house. <laughs> All right, Amy, tally this game in total, please. Okay, this game um, has Aaron leading four to three, which makes the totals of Aaron leading by half a point, seven and a half to Vanessa's seven. All There's right, good game. game. It was a good game. Good game. Right. Good game. Good game. Okay, so everyone smile pretty. Mariah's gonna take a picture of Joe and Aaron pretending to high five each other for the award. Hold on. <laughs> That's like, why are you not using this background? It's so much better. Because I don't want y'all to think like it's a red light district in here just because I like the vibe. Like I got a candle, I got incense, I got lights in here. Like Aaron gets romantic with himself. Like, it is a vibe in there. Like, 
Appreciate you. Well, thank y'all for playing those games, speaker. Thanks for participating. Vanessa, I know you might need to go, but we're going to keep talking with Joe until you need to. It was nice meeting y'all. Nice meeting you, Vanessa. Good game, man. everybody, our guest comedian. Thank you. Good game, bye. Good game. I don't want to kick you off. Stay as long as you can, but I didn't want you to feel. Oh, oh, okay. Now let's talk about her. <laughs> Speaker, I'm so excited that you're here. Oh, okay. Thanks for playing with us. Now we're going to interview you. I don't know if I told you that part. Is this serious or is it still funny? <laughs> Very serious. Oh. It's dead serious. Now we 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 got people here, and now we. <laughs> Serious sound. All right, let me. <laughs> Are you ready? Look at that Tupac, Tupac time. We're getting real serious. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. I can get my recorder out. We can have a band. I was just getting my tune right as this one. <laughs> oh, good. There it is. Okay. <laughs> so, why don't you tell us? Man, I don't even know where to start. How is COVID impacting El Paso? Um, yeah, I, the, the, the testing is really the, 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 it's the thing that's hitting all of us, right? So the delay in testing results. So you only can react to what you know. You can only react to facts that you know. And so when we have our data come out and we're missing 500 tests and then they dump onto a certain day and then the city, you know, city county health departments have to disaggregate them and show them over several weeks, you know, it, 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 it's frustrating. It's frustrating because there's not a real picture. We're not getting, you don't have an accurate, these are difficult things to work through anyway because everything is looking back two weeks, right? And we also have the complication of a lot of, tra a lot of traffic across the border, even though the border traffic is restricted, you know, we still have people that, you know, this is, if you've been to El Paso, El Paso and Juarez are, I mean, that's, it's not like there's real separation. I mean, it's, these are two cities that live together. They, you know, I heard someone describe it once, you know, they're two lungs in the same body, right? They rise and fall together. And so you have people that tra traverse across. And, and so they have different set of standards on one side of the border than we do here. And so when we don't have the accurate information, it's just complicated. But, you know, all that being said, you know, we're doing well. I think people are masking up. I think people are, are being responsible with their behavioral decisions. And we're trying to, you know, we're trying to, trying to uh, be an example of that and, and give that lesson. So I, I feel like there was a, a, a time earlier in this where people let it get away from them in our community, maybe around Memorial Day. And now I feel like people are doing a little bit better with it. We're struggling with the school opening decision as well. We're, we're pending till October. My kids are at home, you know, learning on the, on the Zoom and that's fun. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, but you no, know, it's 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 a very real challenge. We have high comorbidities in, in a community like El Paso, and and so we have a very high death count here. We have a hundred we have a hundred deaths that are currently under investigation that we don't even know, and we're already over three hundred deaths as a community. So it's um it's a situation that you know that I mean the approach to this has been botched from the get go. And the fact that we can't get testing results when, when information is the most important part of the process and we can't get that right, a community like ours, which is more susceptible to the worst results, but more willing to comply with behavioral changes, 
Like that's, that's the worst combination. Like we can, we can do this. We're okay. We're a strong community, but we need to have the right information and we just don't, we just don't have it. So that's my very short spiel on that. I mean, I can go into a lot more, but we're doing okay, but we wish we could be doing better. But, you know, you have people in higher places that just don't, you know, that aren't, aren't, aren't doing what they need to do. What do you think is going through the governor's mind? It seemed like he started out okay. And then he opened up businesses too soon. People on the right, like TPPF and Empower Texans, which I always thought was Empowered Texas. I only recently realized it was Texans, which totally changes it all for me. Mm -hmm. Now they're going after him mm -hmm. for doing things like preventing bars from opening, but some restaurants. I mean, he tried to walk this middle ground and I don't think anybody's his friend. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't well, know if I have a question. Well, what, do you, what is he thinking? You know him. Yeah, he's friend. my best friend. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll, start with, I'll start with this. In this 30-second question, you spent too much time thinking about Empowered Texans. They are a worthless group of people. They do not care about anybody. They do not care about the state. They care about enriching themselves. They are awful human beings. They have proven that time and time again. So I'm going to put a stop right now. Do not ever think about them again. They should never have influence over anything in your brain or anything over anyone's brain in any space in Texas. So throw them away. So let's talk about what the governor thinks. I, I need to talk to you the next time I date a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> to, you're the first one I'm calling. I'll do, I'll, I got the pep talk ready for you. Um, <laughs> okay, thank you. No, I mean, they're, they're garbage. They're garbage humans and they've proven it. So um, look, we just could have done this better. We could have done this better. I don't know. I, there's a lot of pressure because even governors that we look at in this state, or no, I'm sorry, the governors we look at in this country that we think did it the right way, they still have their own terrible tales to tell. This is a pandemic that's going to impact everybody in a lot of different ways. So there's no winning in this situation. There's just doing it better. And we haven't done it better, right? There's no winning in a pandemic. Uh, everyone's going to have an impact, but it's how long you allow that impact to exist um, you know, what, what, what this looks like going forward. And so, um, you know, it's just, it, it's just disappointment because there, there is a way to be better as the, as a state like Texas. Now we're very diverse. It's complicated. And here's the thing I do know the governor knows. He knows that the decisions that are being made right now, they, they land in his office. So if they're not good ones, they don't end in good results. That's where the accountability lies. So you know, I, I, I think we're going to get to a point where we're all going to get out of this situation and we're going to be able to look at it uh, through a lens of accountability. And we're going to look at the decisions that were made and when they were made and how they were made. And, and, and people are going to decide accordingly. And that's, you know, the thing about politics is there's always accountability. And, and that comes sooner or later. And, and, and I don't, you know, I don't always agree with everything they do there and certainly don't agree with a lot of the timelines they ran in this recovery, but um, you know, I want the best for Texas and I want the best for my community. So you got to work within the structure that we have, but also never forget that there's going to be a point in time where there is accountability. That's wise. Thank you. Are you ready to announce? For, for governor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> governor, speaker. No, no, I, look, I... I think that I think that we're in 
uh, a very strong position as, as Democrats in the Texas House. I think that we have a lot that we can accomplish, but I also know that we've been in positions like this before and come short. So we need to keep our eye on that. No, no decision about a Democratic speaker takes place unless we get to 76 Democrats. And so that's not a given. You can't assume that anything's gonna happen like that. Uh, no, and I think we could have 76 Democrats and still have a Republican speaker. I think that's impossible. So I'll, I'll shut that down. That is impossible. Won't happen. <laughs> I'm going to, not that gambling is legal, but I'm going to put some B-I-N-G-O on this. No, Just, no, no, okay. not possible. No. And if, okay. if you're in the minority, you wouldn't want to preside over a chamber in which you're in the minority. It doesn't functionally work. You can't do that. Um, you could, I mean, someone may try, but how, you can't govern over a body in which you don't have political power. You have to have the political power within your own caucus to govern. It was part of the problem that, that, that we had at the end of the Strauss regime. He didn't have political power within his own caucus. Even though they were in the majority, he didn't have the majority within the majority, right? And so then that led to everything derailing when we were in the bathroom bill session. Everything just went off the rails. And so if, if we have a majority, if we have 76 Democrats, there will be a Democratic speaker. That I guarantee. There's no way around that. Um, and, and no result would make sense otherwise. So uh, we, we're in a good shape. Here's what's awesome about the Democratic caucus. We have had to win in the minority and had to fight through a situation in which you've got a lieutenant governor that's Republican and a governor that's Republican. So we are smarter. We are more efficient. We are better. We are ready to lead. And so all of us have a skill set that is, that is ready for that eventuality. And so we, we are lucky that we have multiple people that have a skill set ready to lead in the Texas House. That's very hopeful. Thank you. Can you tell me what, without giving away too much information, what are conversations like about who might be speaker? And I do think for our audience, we need to let them know that the speaker is not elected by the public, but that actually the members of the House of Representatives elect them first or second day mm -hmm. of session. Day. Maybe talk a little bit about what that process is like, how people get, you know, people on it. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's very, it, it's very member driven, right? You have 150 members, unlike Washington, D.C., where they select out of the a caucus, although the Republicans change their caucus rules, which is, is goofy. Um, the body, under the Constitution, the body chooses the speaker. And so the body elects the speaker. So you have 150 members that elect whoever presides over the body. And, and uh, um, the conversations around that, I think, are pretty consistent. It is, if the Democrats take the House, who has the ability, when you know you have a Republican governor and a Republican lieutenant governor, to bridge that divide, to get results? Because I don't think people are electing Democrats just to hold a position. They're not electing Democrats mm -hmm. just to check a box or hold a victory party because we have the speaker's office. They're electing Democrats because they want Medicaid expansion. They're electing Democrats because they want criminal justice reform and police reform and, and, and real action. They want results. And so any Democrat that's gonna be in that position needs to know how to deliver them when they have to walk across the building 
or in a pandemic session, I don't know, zoom across the building and get a lieutenant uh-huh. governor that's going to pass that bill and a governor that's going to sign that bill. And that's day one through 140. They also need a speaker who is going to have the energy and the enthusiasm to walk out of session and go across the state and make sure they maintain the majority and campaign in the districts, go down to South Texas, go to North Texas, where the new, you know, go to North Texas, where all the new members are going to come from, right? Or Harris County, where all the new members are coming from, come from and campaign for them. Make sure they come back. Because the number one job of a speaker is to, yeah, so you got it. <laughs> I'm kind of looking one, for some potential here. The number one, the number one job of the speaker once you're out of session is to make sure that you maintain the majority going into the next session. Mm-hmm. And so you need someone that knows how to navigate that during session to provide actual real results. One and two, make sure that you can bring back those people the next cycle so that you can continue that work. So that's, that's the consistent conversation I hear. It's, it's not about celebrating on November 4th. <laughs> it's not about a victory lap. It's about getting real results. And so I, I, think, I think people are focused and driven. And the conversations I've had, I've been in the minority my whole career in the legislature. In, 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 and I've learned how to play defense very well. And, and it's fun when you shoot down a bathroom bill or when you shoot down uh, the attorney general, Ken Paxson, trying to grab power from every prosecutor in the state. It's fun to do that. <laughs> I like doing that. It's fun. You feel like you did something great because you stopped a power grab, but I want to play offense. I want to get things done. I want help in a pandemic scenario. I want health care for, people. you know, um, in a, in, in, in a state, where we have far too much uh, uh, racial inequality in our justice system, I want to completely rethink that and reform it. And so the people want that too. So we can't be just about getting over the finish line. We have to be about getting policy done. And how do you do that in a state where you still have a Republican governor, Republican lieutenant governor? That's a challenge. So you have to have- That is a challenge. I look, I look, you're really bringing my spirits up. I was talking to a friend today and even my dad and they're both like, I'm just too scared to hope. And I'm not Miss Pollyanna, but I was like, why not? Like, you might as well feel the good feeling. You've made some great arguments. I want to end talking about vote by mail. Why, why is a 64 year old untrustworthy, but a 65 year old won't cheat by vote by mail? What? What is happening, Speaker Pro Tem, Representative Esquire, Dad? <laughs> Help. I mean, I mean, seriously, the the Dr. Hotzi and his set of people saying that expanding an extra week of early voting is is unconstitutional. Like, how how does anyone look at a leader and say, you know what? You're right. I, I you're exactly right to keep me from voting. That, that's smart. Mm-hmm. Let's be very clear. Like Trump and his allies are, want to make it as difficult as possible to vote. Why? Because when people vote, they lose. And so when you, when you expand the opportunity and when you expand the franchise, we win. And hope wins, and equality wins, and justice wins, and all those things that come along with that. There's nothing wrong with these systems. Nothing. If I can pay my taxes by the mail, by the way, 
can't, why can't I send my ballot in by the mail? <laughs> you know, it's. I don't know. I don't know. It's a goofy proposition and everyone knows it. And the fact that they're so bold that they can be out in the open, they're not hiding the scheme. This is a scheme that they will attach their name to. They're, they're not hiding. They're, this, is, this, is the, this is the physical manifestation of the Trump quote, I can stand in the middle of the street and shoot someone and people will still vote for me. He is standing in the middle of the street and telling you, I'm going to delegitimize and try to disrupt this election and people are still going to vote for me. It's, they're going to, I, look, I, I don't want to, you know, I, I think hope is the way to work on these elections, but I think we need, our, our democracy very much hangs in the balance our ability to have a government that answers to us and not to them, it matters. This is the cycle in which it matters. And, and I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's hyperbole at all. I think it's, this is very real. And when you see people outwardly showing you that they're willing to, uh, you know, distort the systems that we all trust, then we need to say, are we willing to push back against that? Is there anything else you'd like to say that I haven't asked you about? Um, no, I need you to teach me about the Twitter thing, the search. Okay. <laughs> I will. I totally will. You want me to share my screen right now? <laughs> or when this is not live. It's so useful because instead of like scrolling, you can use search terms. To help me with this. Uh-huh. How do you, do you think it's the same thing if you shoot somebody <laughs> and you're responsible for killing them versus putting them on an island with no food, no water. You come back in a week and you're like, well, they died of the elements. And I feel like that happens a lot in policy here in Texas where don't expand Medicaid. There's not healthcare. It's like, well, I didn't kill them, right? They just got sick. How, how does a legislator function knowing that their decisions really do cost people their lives? How do you make those decisions? Sorry to interrupt, but I thought you were talking about the fire festival, and I was like, Stephanie, that's not even relevant anymore. <laughs> so I give them FEMA tents, okay, and some white bread with some turkey, <laughs> right? But I mean, you do. I mean, every decision that the governor's making right now, people are dying because of it. How do you go to bed at night? No, that's like- and you're his best friend. So again, I want you to channel him. I my democratic friends appreciate that too um so <laughs> uh no the, the, i mean that, that's the thing these are this this is the seriousness of, of where we are these are life and death decisions and so you know I, I had a moment during session where i tried to uh revive a bill that would have stopped officers for arresting people for class C offenses. We talked about class C offenses, uh, traffic tickets. This is a Sandra Bland effort, right? And it died multiple times this session. And and, uh, I worked strenuously to revive that and I brought it up and it died on a tie vote, on a tie vote in the house. And that's frustrating. And I knew that I had to try to figure out a way to bring it back up and I had to try to figure out a way to get another vote for me and I had to figure out what pressure points to play. And I played a pressure point and a member came up to me and goes, all right, you win, you win the game. And I said, this isn't a game. It's not a game to me. I don't come here to play a game. I come here to work on policy. 
I come here to do things because people like Sandra Bland died in a situation that they didn't deserve to die in. People can talk about the mental health system in the jails, and that's an important part of that conversation, but she should have never been in the jail in the first place. You know, so you have people that treat this policy like a game, like they're, you know, it's just to me, you know, and I like to have fun in the legislature. You can tell, I mean, I joke around, I, I, you know, there's some levity you have to bring to the room, but at the end of the day, some of these policies are literally about life and death. And, and we have to bring that seriousness to it. So, so when we take control of the Texas house, we need to lay out the five or six things that are going to save lives and that are going to make Texas better. Medicaid expansion, criminal justice reform, police reform. These are the making sure that we don't do a disservice to our educational institutions that are suffering right now. They're doing the best they can. I see them. I see my parents or my, my teachers or my, my kids, teachers doing the best they can on the Zoom and, and digital learning with a first grader who's learning how to read and learning how to do math. They're doing the best they can. They shouldn't be punished for this. They didn't do anything wrong. So we need to continue to invest in those traditional systems and make sure that they're, because there's going to be a deficit that we have to address. And so, you know, I mean, that's a long way of saying, like, we just need to be serious. You know, these aren't games. When you punt a bill, you're like, well, we can't figure that out or it got hung up in calendars. That's lives, right? That's real. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's a, uh, you know, not the most comedic way to end this presentation. But, I know, awkward. But it's, but it, it, it is. If you don't, if you don't feel that pressure, especially in this session, if you're a member that goes up there and you like to have a bunch of fancy dinners and, and drink and play political games and block bills for whatever, then don't come. Don't come to Austin. We'll take the, 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 those of us who take it seriously will take care of it for you. Stay home. Stay safe. Stay away. We don't. We don't. You'll, you'll vote for them. We don't need that. You'll you'll vote for them on the floor. No. You'll hit their button. We got their button covered. Just go home. Got it. <laughs> well. Seriously and comedically, this is, um, I'm being sincere. I love you for so many reasons. One is that I think you completely turn legislators into humans. And that's one of the reasons I do this show is because I don't think people understand, especially at the state level, you're just people. You're regular people working in public service. And I love that you bring the Joe side to the legislature at the same time, as you just illustrated, you instantly can go into policymaker, public servant, and you're doing such good work. And I, I thank you for both, for doing both things for us. Well, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to live my childhood dream of attempting to be funny, so. You've got any <laughs> time, any time. So we are gonna end with one more, uh, one more game. Uh, it's called Super Speakers. So you are the speaker pro tem. Um, and we're going to talk about the speakers that you listen to music through. Okay. So watch my face and I'll probably give you the answer. Like JBL or Bose? Like, is that what we're talking you about? Know, just just <laughs> hold, wait, Aaron, wait. Okay? I, I get so antsy with games. I'm sorry. I know. I know. He was talking about how politics isn't a game on our game show about <laughs> politics. It hurt. <laughs> but okay. I mean, you're the legislator. Okay. When was the original speaker first invented? 1914, 
speaker. Yeah, like boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, do you want me to do more? <laughs> 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 it's helping me decide. Now, I want to say, what was the 1800 name? Were you 1876? 1876. Yeah. Excellent. You got it. Yay. Okay. The term for a loudspeaker that produces more high-pitched sound is called a muffler, booster, tweeter, coaster tweeter very good yeah which Whoa. i just put together is that what twitter is about and being a, a tweeter i don't know oh. it's a hellscape of environment so who knows <laughs> <laughs> okay and finally how many watts of power does the largest speaker in the world have Forty thousand, thirty thousand three hundred, twenty thousand six hundred. 10,565. I wasn't watching you. Shit. Uh, <laughs> 40,000. 40, oh my God. What was that, Amy? How many did you get right? Perfect score. That oh. never happens. Never happens. Congratulations. And we had that bonus point from earlier. Oh, so yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. Wow. Rainy All right. Yeah. Highest score in, the, in history. All right, Amy, take us home. Okay, thank you to our special guest, Joe Moody, current speaker pro tempore of the Texas House of Representatives from the 78th District in El Paso. So great honor to have you here on our final show. Thank you to our guest comedians, Aaron Salinas, winner of the best, best comedian in Austin. Wait, is that right? Most knowledgeable comedian in Austin. Yes, knowledgeable. Right. Knowledgeable. Knowledgeable. <laughs> and Vanessa Gonzalez, thank you for being here. Um, our sound engineer has been Mariah Gossett. Our host, <laughs> our host is Stephanie Chiarello. And our interns are Evelyn Garcia and Pranav Jagannathan. And, and thank you to Amy Lowry thank you. for guiding us. Thank you for nope. announce for you. Of course. Thank you all very much. This is the last episode of season one. If you like what you hear, see, follow us at Over the Ledge, L-E-G-E, and register to vote and vote early and often. That's my plan. Take that. I'm not going to cheat with a vote by mail. I'm just going to enter <coughs> Stephanie, Stephanie, Steph. Yeah. Bring it, Ken Paxton. I'm right here. 